0: nonetheless thank you so much and enjoy what's going on fam just wanted to pop a quick note in before you begin this podcast Uh, you're going to notice that it starts off pretty quickly and jumps right into spank bank and i wanted to make this note really quickly beforehand because uh, when we recorded this podcast almost immediately we started getting into some really good material and halfway into I'm like, holy crap, we need to hit the record button. Like, <laughs> we're, we're absolutely missing out on an amazing conversation. So we ended up hitting record right in the middle of a deep conversation. But not only that, at the time, it was touching on a conversation and a topic, amongst many others, that were very kind of personal and also made me uncomfortable. But I realized going through the journey, these were conversations that had to be had. And ultimately... It was, okay, got it. This needs to be in it, and let's record this just to make sure that there is context when you go into the conversation and it just all of a sudden says, bank, bank. So when you go in, you've been forewarned, but nonetheless, it is an amazing conversation. I hope you guys enjoy it, and we will see you on the other side. Much love.
1: Peace.
2: So... Spank Bank, and what were you gonna say? So for me, I've uh, recently come into this place of like, trying to be unapologetically myself. Sure. Like, in the midst of always trying to be a people pleaser, because I was lacking thereof, of self love, you know, reaching outside of me. Sure. I've come to see that like, my caricature, Kadeem, how he acts out in order to get attention to feel something i'm not gonna say whole because you're never whole that way but in order to feel something it's like it's built into it like literally i'm i'm sitting with my higher self and i'm looking at a lot of things i do and it's like we're so i shouldn't i shouldn't like even listening to you say about why you shouldn't do what you just said you know what i'm saying you're like i should do it under these circumstances i'm like but is it you like if that's just where you're at right now you just want to it's just where you're at, you can always change, you can always grow from it. Like you said, you, whatever had happened and when it was done, you were like, well, that was for nothing. That's part of the lessons and that's part of being true to yourself. Like living through those things, speaking on those things that you like, people shouldn't hear this and they're gonna feel certain ways. We could have a perfect podcast, not trying to demean anybody and still find a way to do that to half of our listeners or your listeners, your followers, following the wolf, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, mm. you can't, those things are out of your control but the realness and authenticness from coming like, yo, we're just regular dudes and this is what regular dudes talk about. You're gonna connect with those people for a lifetime. Like (laughs) I'm in this transformation phase of just forgiving. Like that's my path from 27 to 28. And I'm just like, I have to have conversations with some of the closest people in my life right now. I had this the other day off shrooms. I don't know if you want that on there, but (laughs) I was on a shroom and I was just like, if I died today, not even really thinking about corona or anything, like where does my soul sit in it all? Like if I had to step up to my higher self and he being like, let's say there was a heaven or hell or you're gonna go here and you're gonna repeat this cycle. You know, You're gonna transcend or you're gonna go back to earth because you didn't figure it out. I'm like, there's people close to me that I have done wrong. And how big or small they may see it, I don't know, but I've never laid out the plate or foundation for them to eat off of and have those choices eating those wolves. I've never gave them that plate of food to have an option of like, do I want to eat this or not? To be mad at me or not? They don't know. It's things that like, or at least in my mind, they, some of them may not know. Some of them may, and just never wanted to confront me on it from where I was as a person or would it even be worth it or what would have happened between us? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm in that space now where I'm like, how can I be my truest self if I'm not really being my truest self? Like true to me, I've wronged some of the closest people to me in my life, like hands down to my heart. And it's like, wow, that weighs heavy on my soul. When I get like, when I go deep on it, it really, it really hits me. (laughs) I'm like, I feel like there's always been something that's kind of holding me from getting to where I need to be going on my journey. Like I'm on the path. Don't get me wrong. But I'm like, if I had to say there was one thing left, it would be this. I'm nice to people. I give love. I'm working on receiving more love. Like, all that good jazz. You know what I'm saying? But this personally with myself, I'm like, I've never confronted. These are gonna be the hardest conversations of my life. And literally someone did it to me. I had a talk with her yesterday, Joanne, the, the sister I added to the group, the Queen, um, and literally I'm I'm not gonna spill too much on her her exact story, but I was a part of it. And between me, her and a significant other, um there was this foundation was built very unsturdy from the start Mm -hmm. amongst the three of us. And bad news don't get better with time. So like when it came full fold, I wasn't the first person to know. And I was just like, you know, on my end, I was like, I can't be mad at you for what you did. You deserve that. And all, I just wish I could have got a heads up because there's three of us in this, but it wasn't it was about her her personal growth and where she was at what she needed to do and i really couldn't see that at the time from where i was sitting and i was just like "Eh." you know what i'm saying like me first most people i was, i was i wasn't like in my normal ego self like back in days like fuck you how you gonna do that to me you know i was past that but there was still a level of like i couldn't visualize where she was at in life yet because i hadn't touched that place of like man how do you tell somebody like i love you wolf but i've like really done you wrong and never said anything about it <sighs> man this stems so deep because you met one of the people too jules and watched this and like man man there's some conversations to be had i can't really say too much over this but <sighs> brings tears to my eyes man it's like you know i'm your hope as an individual delivering that message is like damn i hope they'll they can see where I'm at and the person I've grown to be and trying to see how much I've changed and how, how much it takes of a person to come at you and be like, yo, I'm wrong. I did you wrong, whether you know it or not, like I've wronged you. And like some people look at me in a pretty good light. Some people don't, but nah, I feel like I've been built up and personified in this 3d reality to a lot of people for this. So set downfall. I wouldn't see it as a downfall, but, most people will. It's just a minor setback of something you have to go through to grow. Mm-hmm. But like most people are going to look at It's like you looking at Michael Jackson when they tried to like say he was messing with kids, whether he was or not, neither here nor there. But like people are like, Michael Jackson, no way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the people I've encountered in my life who look to me in certain ways in a certain life, like, damn, I love that dude. They might be taken back by it, you know, and I, I'm. They, I don't think a lot of people are gonna get it at first. It took me three years to get here now from what she did three years ago. She was 27 at the same time. She's 30 now. We had this conversation. I'm just like, there's no irony. There's no coincidences. Like, look at this. I'm, t- I'm turning 27, you turned 27 when you did this. And she's sitting here now, like, you know, that was just the beginning part for her. This becomes a stampede, kind of. You have to, you can't just confront one thing and then just like not talk to the other guys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's still a job half ass done. So like, for me, it's just the beginning. I started with Osiris sitting there with my dog and just like, damn, you know, like he didn't sign up for this but I don't get to play with him as much. You know, I started off like in the hills of Arizona, climbing mountains with him as a puppy to swimming in the beaches all by himself off leash, like a free dog to being like sheltered in New York, snowed in most of the time and not really wanting to go outside just cause of the weather, you know what I'm saying? Like, and him as a puppy, he's like, damn, we were having so much fun. But now we're here, so you know I apologize to him for that. I'm like, I'm not in oaky vibes when I'm sitting in the house cold and meditating all the time. like it's just it's not there. I feel I set a set of peace, but as forthcoming with the 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 um unconditional love just spilling out, it's not always there for me as a human. I've come to just like find this middle area of like what the Buddhists talk about it just non-attachment <laughs> you know not too happy for this or not too sad about this just right in the middle and that's a kind of awkward place when most people are not there you know what i'm saying like my brother gets it the people who get these things with you are where you build some of the craziest bonds and that's for me is why i'm always so open to people and open-minded people because i'm like some people might get me i might need to do today and he gets me on the depths of what i'm talking about on that buddhist stuff that none of my closest friends that i've known for years or that I've just bonded with knowing, you know, not as long, but we're super tight. You might get me on that depth that like no one's ever heard. I'm you know, just mm-hmm. like, that, to know when you speak about being alone and feeling alone in this world, to know that there's someone in those depths of your darkness where you lie sitting by yourself that gets you is very fulfilling. You know, just knowing they, they get it in a certain sense, like, that alone is a connection of not being alone. And if you feel it, then that proof, that's proof to me somebody else does, and that this is all connected under some you know, interconnected consciousness web that we all can get to a certain extent, but we're just in different parts of the journey. So for me, um, yeah, like the, just stepping back to those conversations, I'm, I have always confronted it deep down on some of my psychedelic trips but I've never, I've always known myself to be a man of my word to the best of my ability. And sitting there pondering on these thoughts, my higher self speaking to kadim I'm like, man, I know like the God said in the beginning was the word and the word was God. When you know that what you speak creates your reality and makes worlds, like literally you see it. The When you're in that higher self and you're really watching that, you're like, I know if I say this, I have to do this. Like that's where I was at in my head. I've always gotten there, and I'm just like, I'm gonna do it. And then the trip dies down, and I just like kind of go around ignorant
0: again. Been there
1: a couple
2: times. Yeah, just trying to cover it up, put sparkles on it, and act like nothing happened. But this time, I sat there and I was like, say the words. I was like, say the words. You know where you're at in your life. You say it. You have to hold yourself to it. I was like, this is my year for forgiveness, from 27 to 28. I've told myself I will have all of those difficult conversations with those people before I turn 28. Out loud. (laughs) And I'm, uh, (sighs) I feel a lot of different things about it. Um, Partially scared, but not not an all-encompassing fear, just more so like, I know I see the brighter view at the end of it. Some of them may get to it, some of them may not. I mean, I've got to it, so I have faith that, those seeds will be planted and sowed and they will reap over time. Like a lot of them are just not gonna get it at first. And I just have to be okay with that. You know, I can't have any attachment to it. Just like, I have to at least know I did my part so at the end of this for me and my higher self saying that I'm a true being and I am standing in that light, I will feel whole in that. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm excited (laughs) to say the least. This much fear, this much excitement.
0: <laughs> you were tying that all to though the original point that was made before we started the recording. We were talking about uh, I was mentioning the the masturbation piece and how there
2: is no right or wrong. So. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, there's only inherently right and wrong because we said so because reality is reality and there's what we say about reality I got that on a conceptual level like I'm very very familiar with the whole concept of wrong and right is something that we create in our heads to try and create some meaning to Put some peace in our mind that okay Now that I've been able to put this inside of a box I can move on because the uncertainty in my head is what causes me this anxiety and I don't like that feeling I don't like that feeling of uncertainty. I don't like that feeling of not knowing but for me let's just say that right now I'm going to take all of this and put this in the podcast, which a very like scared part of me doesn't
2: want to. I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to be front. Like. I feel you. I I feel you. When somebody gets you on those steps, I feel you. I see I, you as my friend would say, I see you. bro. <laughs> here's. Here's one of the things that
0: I was most excited for and most scared about when doing this podcast is that I knew what the main intention was, was to create such a ridiculous level of raw vulnerability and honest conversations that were designed to really help people to be seen and to know that where they were at is they're not alone. Like everything that you were saying, it really is about that. And at the same time, there was also the knowing that I was going to have to confront some things that I'm deeply petrified and terrified of, which for example, before we start this conversation, we're talking about like urges and masturbation and how like, I, you know, I've been doing pretty decent, but like there was one time, you know, a little while ago where I did and I was like watching porn and then I like, I like had like got like pretty much all the way through. And then I was just like, what am I doing? Like, why am I doing this? Like, this isn't enjoyable. I'm not enjoying this. And also mm-hmm. like from a, you know, higher consciousness perspective, like I'm also like objectifying and belittling a woman. And then you're like, Oh man, just use like your, you know, just use your mental spank bank. Just like <laughs> go up here and use that. And I'm just, I do. <laughs> and I'm just and in my head this this as well as it comes into play with like psychedelics and things like that i'm like oh but this is like really ugly stuff and like i'm afraid that if people start hearing this like it it turns them off because it's like oh you're just a at least this is the story that i make of it's like oh you're just another guy like you you know you have these cravings you have these urges and you and you act on them it's just like i'm a human and what i'm afraid of is that certain part yeah i know i got that Again, like here's what what I'm battling between. It's between the, the higher part of my consciousness that intellectually understands it and the part of me that's still catching up, that's like the scared little inner child that wants to be in alignment with his full higher self, but knows that if I do this, rather as I'm doing this, that it requires me to have conversations with people that I love and care about. And it scares me because of the deep rooted ties, most of it quite frankly, is with my is with my friends and my family actually less my friends more my family because of the deep Christian roots that we have like what if they know like let's just say my family members watch this one day and they be, they'd they be
2: some of the first people I'd show personally <laughs> that's me like where I'm at now where I'm at now I don't it's, it's it didn't happen overnight I will tell you that but it's just like after you start mingling do all the bs you and through the 3D, you're like, I can no longer play stupid to any of that. Like, hey, I'm just, let's see who really loves me. Let's see what's really unconditional. You know what I mean? And then you have to challenge, you know, their mind and where they're going to go with it at that time. And it may not be positive immediately. Most of the times it's not, but what can reap and grow out of it? And if you have that faith, like, and you just wait for it when you watch it happen, like, whoa, oh, that was worth it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that was worth putting myself under the bus, self-being, this ego that we die and transcend this body, like who really, really cares? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we hold way too much attachment to all this. Unfortunately, and most people are not gonna like that line. And it's like it takes some coming and getting around to. But when you get it, you're like, oh fuck. That dude was just being true. Like he was just, I, I couldn't see it at the time from when I was standing, a little too far that dude was speaking something that wasn't ready for, but it sparked something in my brain to think back on it now. Like, damn, had I never heard it then, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at right now. Like, I think this is your podcast. This is the sacred work you're doing in the first place. And I honor you for that, like taking this step in this plunge. But for me, this is where this is going. And I hope more of your conversations will go like this. And you have to understand, I see you as a very different person. We're all one, but you as your unique being, everything we kind of got template and made in our head is kind of what we've seen before and you think about you already i like the concept of like when i speak about motivational speakers you're like no i'm more like a life uh, a life teacher is that what you
0: I don't or, like the, i don't like the term life coach because it's so overly tossed around but i my whole thing is wanting to provide a space for people to guide themselves back to themselves by you know facilitating okay. that so whatever the name for that is
2: so you're already on like your sacred space, your yogi journey walker, like you're taking people back home in a, a state of remembrance is what I call it, because we just forget shit as life goes on. That's what but, i um, Yep. that's it don't expect your work to look like anybody else's. <laughs> and this is for starters, like you never saw a podcast probably like this. So people get into some kind of shit, but I would say I haven't seen a podcast where they're talking about openly masturbation and just like, hey, this is what it is. I'm trying to cover this up like most oh, dudes do it. <laughs> It's called being human. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. Most of those people probably won't like it at first and then we'll get it later. Like, but they needed to hear it from you to even know that they thought they didn't like it, but they really do, because it was the truth. Like some people are just in some spaces, constructs, what you were talking about. We're building these boxes, all of this is constructs, man. Like made up made up shit. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah.
0: I'm in alignment with it. It's, this is just the part of the journey that I'm in. Essentially what you're doing is you're, you're forcing something, not forcing something, but it's like, you're, you're kind of like nudging something that I already know is going to happen. And it's just one of those things where it's just like, oh shit, like, is this the conversation? <laughs> Cause here's what happens. So like, for example, like initially, and this was another thing that kind of came up for me when I was doing this was the population that I was kind of being uh, initially thinking I was going to serve was going to be like, you know, high schoolers you know college age and then the the distance for me the fear that came up was well if that's the population i'm going to start serving and then their parents start listening to this podcast that's an automatic not alignment because i'm be like oh this kid is talking about x y and z on his podcast he's talking about you know psychedelics he's talking about masturbation he's talking all these things so all of a sudden now it's like well shit, i probably have to start doing a, a a real review of who it is that i'm really wanting to serve which i know that the people that i'm really serving who i who rather who i'm called to serve isn't necessarily the uh the kid who has everything kind of figured out from his parents or managing everything it's usually the kid that's feeling a bit uncertain and lost or in general just people who are feeling like that either they're lost they don't have that full identity yeah. that's formed or they're just like man like i could really use a space where there's people who get me and this is what this is all about like you and i like we get each other in a way that it's like I can do say, be anything, and you're going to love me exactly as I am. And that's really what this was designed to be. It's how can we feel safe, right? How can I come out of my my cavern that I've been hiding in? Because there's this part of me that I'm so deeply afraid that if people see that, then I will be deemed unlovable. I won't be accepted as I am. It's the leaving the known world of all of the friends, family, places, things that I've done, and now stepping into this new place where it's like, I'm looking down that way. There's not a single light is completely pitch black. I know what I want, but I'm deeply terrified. How do I, how do I fulfill upon that? And also like not completely piss off everyone that's already in my known world. And ironically, I'm, you know, I'm walking myself through this path. I have coaches, I have mentors, like I'm taking myself through this, but it's about creating that safe space. And at the same time, it's terrifying for me because I'm, you know, I'm going through my own process of that. It's, you know, (laughs) my, the first thing that happened when I started this podcast was I was like, I knew what was going to happen was there was going to be like cursing and there's probably going to be like conversations that come up that would be questionable and in the constructs of my family and things like that. And I was just like, Hmm, I wonder how I'm going to approach it. And then like on the first episode, there was cursing. I was just like, "Mm, okay. That box is checked. That was really quick. Like, I don't know how I thought it was going to be avoided, but like cursing happened. I was like, all right, well, I guess that's going to be part of the show now there's gonna be cursing and then like the second episode and I had a guy come on talking about plant medicine I was just like and this is exactly what I was afraid of not because I was I didn't want it to happen or even that I did want it to happen it was just like this is probably where the podcast is heading is it's like going to be extremely deep it's going to be very raw and it's going to it's going to automatically push away a certain group of people which you know, to me, is it, it's kind of sad because it's like I really was hoping that it would be available to a larger audience. But as soon as you start talking about certain topics, you automatically you you excommunicate certain areas. At least in my mind, you do because it's just not in their sphere. It's not a part of their own code, and that's okay. Like I can how think of no.
2: That's how I always. It's like all of it's just hearsay, like off rip. Yeah, they're probably not gonna like it, but. When you start, when we start thinking like that, like at least when I get in my mind, I don't really do it. Oh, 3.33, my time. Man. That's actually my time too. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when I start thinking like that, I'm like, yo, as this human being, this caricature, you're not, you're not God. Like mm-hmm. in that sense, like you just don't have, that mind doesn't have control over all those factors. Mm-hmm. You never will. You, it's just impossible. <laughs> but from your higher self perspective, you're like, man, this is where you start testing your trust and your faith in that there's something higher and that it will pan out. You know what I mean? Like, we're always trying to take that path that's like, that's rocky, I don't really wanna go that way. And it's like, that's usually the way that nobody wants to go. And when you go it, people who see it, are just like, damn, he's really doing that. That stems something in them. Like, that sparks something in them. You were talking about the children, that demographic. The kids might be listening to it, parents might hear. I feel like for the most part, yeah, parents are not gonna like it, but, they'll never really sit back and question why, unless they're asked. I feel like the conversations are something on their part that needs to be had with their children, but they just never get to it. And since they fault at it, it's just like, shouldn't be talked about. It's like, no, like, parents should be telling their kids about weed and, you know, plant medicine and about sex and what's life like out there not trying to just shelter them. And then when they hit the real world, it's like anxiety, stress, depression. Like, like yo, just keep it real from the start. Parents, I'm not a parent, so I mean, this is just a very one-sided, and I could be wrong, but I feel that view that they take that they're trying to be so protective ends up pushing them into places that they didn't want them to go. And either way, either direction, the kids are going to make choices that the parents don't like. But I'd rather just like, yo, go be you, and then just see what happens. Like, go with the world, make choices but I don't want you to have that voice in your head, like mom says I shouldn't, no, don't, I never want, I know that voice that plays in my head. I know that plays in most people's. I would never want to do that to a child like that. That shelters their creativity, their expression in a certain manner. And this could be some of the greatest artists in the world, but still having setbacks just because of that parental factor of like just these thoughts. If they didn't have that mental block, how much further they could go and express and connect and reach out to the rest of, you know, the whole, I'm just like, ah, you want to do something? Go ahead. Because <laughs> like, I've been there. Like, this is where I'm at now. Before I was like, nah, they shouldn't say this and that. There's this um Chinese proverb. I loved it when I heard it. And I think the people are going to love it. Um, it's called, who knows what's good or bad? So it, there was this um, Asian man, he lived at his house and had a horse that lived in the back. And uh, his horse ran away. And three of his neighbors came over the next day and knocked on his door and was like yo we're sorry about what happens to your horse damn like we wish that didn't happen to you and he's like who knows what's good or bad that's literally what he says to them they leave a couple days later the horse comes back with 13 or so wild horses and now he has his horse or 13 plus 13 wild other horses and his neighbors see that they're like wow man it's awesome like your horse came back with a bunch of other horses now you have a bunch of horses like that's awesome that's amazing he's like who knows what's good or bad and then his son, his oldest son, ends up riding one of these wild horses, falls off, and breaks his leg. Neighbors hear about it, they come over, and they're like, we're sorry about your son, he's in the hospital with a broken leg, oh my gosh, that sucks. And he's like, who knows what's good or bad. All of a sudden, their country ends up going to war, and, you know, they're drafting, and they end up coming to his door, and they're like, you know, all the oldest you know sons of the uh, fathers of the parents has to go to war that's over 18 he's like well my son has a you know broken leg you know like, that's kind of just how it ends like <laughs> it's one of those things that it was like it really opened my eyes because at first you're just like damn that's bad off rip of whatever the people are telling me. you know what i'm saying and then you know two weeks later it's like well what was perceived to be bad is now a good thing. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like you just never really know. So for us to just make those calls where we're standing and where we're standing is usually around about who we're surrounded by, because we usually think like the circle. <laughs> yeah, you come Rope. to see it, it's like, damn. <laughs> yeah, like this is where like a lot of the deep work, inner work really gets to show you your higher self. You can diminish, like discern what's you. And what's this made up part that's just been pulling pieces? You know, when you spend a good amount of time by yourself, you're like, Well, these are some fresh thoughts, never had these before. Mm -hmm. You know, you start getting away from people. It's finding that good balance of like isolation, which is usually in your meditation and your work, and then a good round around people. And you really get this discernment. But if you're constantly just and you get these thoughts, and you're like, You're thinking they're your thoughts, that's my thoughts. Oh, they say that's bad, that's bad. It's like, And then growing with life experiences, moving, meeting different people, cultures, etc., you're like, whoa. A lot of what you think and believe is just depending on where you're born and raised, who you're around. Like literally there's a culture that like celebrates death in Africa. They look forward to it from the day they're born. <laughs> no joke, their kids are growing up like, can't wait to die. <laughs> like, no joke, like literally they celebrate it. They celebrate their dead. everything. Yet here in America, it's like death. Nobody wants to talk about it. <laughs> like nobody wants to go there. It's like this. Um, what's that term? What's that term they use? Taboo. It's like taboo. Talk about the inevitable. Like uh, it don't really make no sense. <laughs> did,
0: you ever, did you ever watch the movie Sausage Party?
2: Oh, of course. <laughs> Dude, what you got? Because I got something
0: to say. What would you? I mean, that entire movie was so brilliantly written. And if you're listening and you didn't like the movie, you gotta watch it again and actually pay attention, because that movie went so deep. And I'm gonna—I need to watch it again. Because yes, it was hilarious, and yes, it was extremely effed up by every stretch. Like the movie was so jacked, it was so fucked. And at the same time, there's something really funny about the whole concept of, you know, food being a grocery store, and they're singing in the morning and good days no, no 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 i can't remember the song na, 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 na. dear gods so that's what it's dear gods like there's like a whole you know they wake up and they're like praising the gods like oh it's gonna be so great we're going to the great beyond and then you know <laughs> honey mustard comes back it's all
1: bullshit it's all lying.
0: Like, the great beyond's a lie like go to the frozen section and he like goes and talks to firewater the native you know yeah,
2: like, the three to, different like like native the, american african of the sort and like caucasian in a sense like the three different
0: the, the elders of yeah the, like of their own race and privilege so to speak and the the bun bro. goes to the frozen section or whatever and they and he sees what's happening there and then like you see parts of movies where <laughs> they the groceries get picked up and they're getting checked out and they're like oh god total spoiler alert if you don't see them if you haven't seen the movie well, it's, yeah, too, let's, it's let's, been like years. Let's save the movie. <laughs> you're so late. Like, honestly, you're so late. If you haven't watched the movie, just go watch it. Like, even me saying this doesn't give away even half the
2: movie. But Not even close.
0: You know, they obviously they go back and then it's complete and total different from the reality that they expected. It's like this real effed up place and everything. And it, it ends up having not exactly the most like, peaceful resolutions, but to a to a certain degree, they're we're so bred to be fearful of the unknown and like that to me is like the biggest thing that's like causing i think that the fear of everything that's going on in the world is everything corona and just in general fear the fear is actually probably more likely to have more of an impact than the virus itself Mm -hmm. from the i mean just think about like they've they they said that there is you know uh domestic abuse and things like that is like crazy like people being home like you know Eating on one another, just being verbally, physically abusive. Like that's one thing, like obviously depression, anxiety are going to be rampant. You know, people aren't going outside, spending that time. Like, and not to mention, like even the people who aren't affected and the ones who are like really strapped into the media, the media isn't designed to inform people. It's designed to get ratings. It's it's not, it's not objective nearly as it is about making sure that we drop a hot line on you like a rapper does a hot verse and make sure we got your attention long enough for you to listen to the whole thing. And at that point, your adrenals, your sympathetic nervous system is completely just like buzzing out of your entire body. And you don't know- Fight or flight
2: mode, sitting yeah. in your own house. <laughs>
0: your thoughts are fighting your own thoughts, like straight up wall of death styles running at each other. And
2: just, it's, it's no bueno. So for me, I'm like, there used to be an old self in me that just be like, that's no good, that can't be good. And then there was a a part of me when I was finding myself where I'm like, well, that is good, (laughs) you know? And then there's a part of me that's just like, yo, that just is, like, you have to understand some of those people are gonna lose it, probably another touchy subject, probably commit suicide. Mm -hmm. It's just a part of it. Some people are, they'll just go past this time, wasting this time as they usually do and then go back to doing what they were doing. And then there's some people who are like forced to face themselves, forced to see their mirrors of the individuals they choose to be around. So you're saying relationships, arguing, it's like, yo, y'all probably really didn't like each other for a good while, but you've been working so so much, like you don't get the time to actually sit down when you're not doing something. It's like, let's go out, let's fuck, eat and sleep. And you know what I mean? Like there's no really like, let's just sit together and see if we could even talk, if that's manageable. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But some people are going to be forced to do that. And I look at the beautiful side of that like, man, some of those people are going to get to grow together and apart. (laughs) You know, but either way, each one of those individuals be growing towards them higher selves and being authentic. Like, I really don't want that. (laughs) And that person probably really didn't want that either. And we went our separate ways and now we're happier going our separate ways. Or we're working together now and, you know, building. Actually, just like not passing the time and getting ready to make baby machines. Like, like Jews, I was watching a show about Jews. <laughs> what it was saying—the reason that they have so much children—is because they're trying to replenish from what they lost, you know, from the concentration camps. That's why you're just spitting babies out. Like that don't. For me, in my world, that don't make sense as a as an intention and a reason to do that. <laughs> but I'm like, hey, your world—it ain't wrong. It just—it ain't me. <laughs> like, I'm not. I don't really get it to be honest. But even that's even something that I wouldn't mind sitting down with an actual hardcore Jew that's been one forever, live that life and actually just talk about it. Help me get some understanding. You know, I, I see how they propagate and using the word of God and how it's to be invented, but that's always a thing. So can't really blame that for you walking around in the world and acting like you don't see other different stuff and it's just, just it's just this. I'm like, you'd have to really sit me down and give me, give me your world. Let me see your world. That'd be interesting. Sausage Party. I wanted to comment on that real quick. Um, when I watched Sausage Party, I was in Arizona at the time, so you were probably around that time in California. You might have seen it earlier. I'm not sure when it came out, but I know when I seen it, I was in AZ. A- and in my past relationship, you know, once I moved out there, it was kind of done for us, and I was spending a lot of time doing deeper inner work on LSD, you know, liquid acid, just really going there with myself, trying to find out what was what for me. And I remember asking, like, I was just sitting there, and I'm like, I'm surrounded by people that I love, slash love me, my brother, and, you know, that person at the time, I'm not going to be dropping people's names, but um, I asked that person, I'm like, I knew we was in a discord in very different places, but there would be certain things I would ask just to see, to solidify what I thought, to make sure I'm just not crazy, I'm like, no, we're really in two different places right now, like, I don't see how we can be in a relationship as two people that think completely opposite i was like what the sausage party what is that movie about she's like just a bunch of like sausages and stuff having sex and orgies and just stupid and funny i'm like that's what you got out of that we watched that movie together like this was the seven times we sat down and watched that movie together and when she said that to me i really had to just sit back and was like you want to talk about feeling alone and lost i'm like this is one of the closest people i got to me that loves me right now on a day-to-day that i'm seeing this is what i think this is what they think. I was like, wow. I was like, does life really have you by the horns that bad? Like, I know working sucks. I will admit that. So, I serve. I know what it's like to like, man. People complain about jobs. I'm talking about take you to another country for a few months. You want to talk about turning your world upside down? Like, not seeing women for months on end. You know, any kind of like being yelled at, being treated like absolute dirt, whatever. You know, what I mean, I've had that fair share, and then. For people to complain about jobs, like they would take our weekends sometimes. Like, oh, you're just gonna be out in the field, or you just have to watch this. Like, people, at least you got a set schedule of knowing. (laughs) Like, I work this time to this time. For them, it's like, oh, you didn't, you never know what's coming. You always gotta be on your toes. That shit kept me in a fight or flight for years. Like, people think PTSD just comes from war. I'm sure I had small amounts of it before I joined, and then going into the military just made it worse. Because what you're looking for is a grown-up babysitter, at least at my point, from where I look back and reflect on it, I was looking for somebody to do kind of what mommy was doing, but just pay me and stuff instead. Like they give you housing and they pay you money and then you just run out in the world and do whatever nonsense you're doing trying to figure out shit. But then they also just take away your time and just you're on this. I ain't trying to bash the army, just wasn't for me or the military. It may work for some people. Some people may need that structure. Certain free spirits though, something never sat right with me from like day one but it was like what are my friends gonna think what's my mom and family gonna think if I don't I didn't I didn't plan on going to college so I'm like what are you gonna think if I just sit at home and my mom's probably gonna push me out at a certain point because I know how she is you know what I'm saying like you gotta go my mom's been on her own since she was 16 like had my sister at like 17 and then me at 25 like she's like my mom didn't her mom didn't give her any help you know and I'm like It's real. It gets real. Me mending my relationship with my mother so I can learn to love myself, a woman, everybody around me better. That shit starts for me there. And that's another place that I'm at in my journey and I've been working at for the last year because you trying to have conversations with a parent that's not seeing your viewpoint, not saying you're right or they're right, but you're at least accepting and opening and have tried their way and they're not even a least bit receptive to yours because they've been doing theirs for so long. Like, I'm like, I understand we don't see this eye to eye, but can you look at it my way? And it's like, I'm like, I've tried your way. School, college, all of that. I'm like, I'm not even against college. I think college is something that'll come for me later in years. I just wasn't in a place for it. I would have wasted time. I'm looking at where I'm getting focused and more of like what I'm doing things for, helping others, selfless work, stuff that'll push you through. Not just like, I want to impress my mom or dad and get a degree because that'll make them happy. I'm like, what kind of life is that? What about you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's always this fine line between dreams, your dreams, and what they prescribe it to be for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like I keep telling my significant other right now, my partner, my queen, Janelle, I'm like, what life really boils down to for me is choice. Like, and it's so ironic because the Bible talks about, like, when they ate from, um, when he made man, um, he gave them free will. So it's it's funny how it meets up for me. I'm like, right now, like, everything you do, as the guy I was having a conversation with her, I was like, there's always going to be that shinier or that ass, or this lady, you know I mean, <laughs> that, No, that for ass. real. <laughs> that
0: ass of all the muscle. You don't walk by, it's, it. like, <laughs> the, it's like the gif you see on Instagram where it's like the guy's walking next to his girlfriend and like his, head, his head's like turned back and look at this one girl like looking all good and done up. And yeah. his girlfriend's all like, huh? Like looking at him like, what are you
2: looking at? Like, clearly that, that ass right there. Ass. <laughs> For real, I'm lucky enough so that me and my partner could look at that together, and it would just be like, yeah, like let's really just give appreciation for the nice booty that just walked by. We both love to squeeze, you know what I'm saying? Like that's cool that we can go there. These are the kind of things you discern when you're like dating a person. Like, would this be okay before we start dating? Because these things don't stop, and that's the conversation we were having. I was like, there's always gonna be something shinier, but every man at a certain point gets to a certain level of maturity where it's like he wakes up every day and he one chooses to be with you and two chooses not to step outside of his trust with himself clearly. And then the trust between you guys, you do the second, clearly you broke the first. So like, for me, I'm just like, that doesn't stop. And she gets that, but I'm like, it's, it's hard to explain that Like, Man, it's for her being a, I said, like, I love that she's a good woman. And that was one thing that didn't really completely resonate. And I probably wasn't explaining it the best way, but I'm like, for me, that's big. It sounds simple to the rest of the world. For me where I'm at right now, for you to be a good woman, you can't pay for that. Like most people can't find somebody to match with, to talk about, to even hold a conversation. I'm like, you're just a great woman. I've never met anybody like you. I've like I would like to build with you and have you in my life. You know what I'm saying? And for her, it was more like being chosen. She, she wanted to be like the chosen one. And I'm like, in my mind, every time somebody was what I believed was the chosen one, they weren't. This is a very different view I have on it, where I'm just like, it's not settling. It's just, I'm trying something different so I could get a different result. Sure. Didn't pick this partner based off of like, man, the sex is good, which it is now. But besides the point, I'm like, she's a great woman. like. Why would you give that up? What if you don't get that again? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like stuff like this doesn't come so many, but so many times in a life. If even once, you know, most people don't even get to see this opportunity. I'm like, being a great woman is like number one for me right now. So like, if I have a choice between having a great woman that I've never met or never met any kind of energy similar to this in my life, or having a one night with that that looked like that, I'm like, I've done that a lot before. Not saying it wouldn't be good, but it's not worth this. I've never had this before. Like, why would i give that? Up? Like, this is this is priceless. You can't put money on it. She's seen me at some of my lows. Following up on the forgiveness tip of talking to him, I had a conversation with her that I can't get into too much steps on, but it had to stem from when I came down to Florida with you. <laughs> Which is like, it's all crazy how it connects because I also told you the other person is Jules that I have to talk to which you met down there. Like, and I wanted to have that conversation then. And it was just like, your mind, your ego, yourself will always find a good reason to not do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're like, huh, don't do it today, do it tomorrow. Or, ah, it's no. not worth talking about that. Really, and gotta then go it was like- Yoga
0: now, I gotta be spiritual. I gotta go do something.
2: Yeah, I had that point where it was like, I was gonna do it, I could feel the buildup. And then the second I was about to, he came out and told me something relating to it of really- carry and loving, I was like, "Holy oh, fuck, I can't do this, I can't, I, can't. I literally, like, eh. shut down, man, I was like, damn, 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 like, why, why right now, why'd you have to tell me that, I think you were there, too, he told us both, that. I was like, but yeah, that's probably, like, he's number one on my list for hardest conversation, I have, like, in order of hardest to least hardest <laughs> in my mind, but uh, yeah, I had mines with, you know, my partner that night and she was coming up on a mushroom too. She had came home and she was coming up probably to like around the peak at when I decided to have this conversation and I knew it was going to be rough and I knew it was going to be all that it was, but I was like, well, this is the start to saying you're going to do what you said you are going to do. And I was like, well, you know, while we were together as a couple, I've never stepped outside of that trust, but there's other ways I feel I've deceived you and withheld certain information prior to us, even though we weren't titled or being together, like we were clearly a thing. And I felt like I stepped outside of that. Didn't even actually do anything, but my intentions in what I was doing was just wrong and wasn't sitting right with me. I'm just sitting there after it all like, wow, is this really where I'm at right now? I could have never pictured myself looking at things or being this way ever in my past. <laughs> like, like i've never people ask to draw a picture and i'm like this wouldn't have been it at all not even close but i've loved it all that's the beautiful part about it i've trusted the whole journey and where it has brought me is to such a nice place man such a peaceful place like once i've opened up the lid on all of this i would have had these conversations already if i didn't feel they needed to be had in person like that i'm like yo just kick it real old school like if a father from back in the days was telling you now, he'd let you know, like, yo, you got somebody, something you need to tell them, you tell them to their fucking face. Excuse my friends. That's probably the only curse I'm gonna drop on this. I don't really curse to be more, but like, for real, you be a man about that. Cause it's just easy to just hide behind a text or like even a call. It's like, nah, I wanna see you face to face. You wanna hit me. I mean, I'm not into fighting, I'm not about no violence, but like, if you felt the need, I would, I'm in that place of like, I get it. <laughs> I get it, and I hope one day you'll get it. Like, you'll sit back and be like, damn, he did me wrong. I punched that dude in the face, and he did you jack. Like, that, I don't know. It won't, for me, I don't see how somebody can overlook that their whole life. In the anger, immediately, for quite some time, hold on to it, yeah. But I'm thinking if I have reflect back on something like that a couple years ago, damn, I love that dude We were so close to tell me this, boom, and then that happened, that would come back to me and just be like, that was such a, I didn't expect, one, for him to do that, and two, for him to not respond after I did something like that. I don't think anybody in the world would do that. Like, I don't know anybody who would do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it takes a certain kind of person. <laughs> when I know, like, it's my higher self and this dude's just serving, I'm like, well, he's done some dumb stuff. He's got to make up for it. Like, he makes his bet as lies. And like, he, he, I guess in certain people's eyes would get what he deserves. But it's like just all a part of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> karma dharma stuff
1: <laughs> yeah it's a little
0: bit relentless it doesn't uh it, it shows no mercy for the week <clears throat> i've i've had those conversations internally about like the list of people that i know that i've i haven't necessarily done the best by fortunately i think for the most part i, I haven't done anything too crazy off the end towards people to where it's like I'm like, oh man, that's going to be real bad. Most of it's just like apologizing for like my shortcomings, especially as we came in like relationships and playing out like unconscious and subconscious patterns of loneliness and abandonment and how, what that looks like in terms of, from a chakra perspective, I actually recently looked this up because I've been like going through this healing process of uh, healing loneliness and abandonment. And when I looked it up, it was so funny. It's like, if your root chakra's off, you're likely to struggle with knowing how you feel and your emotions and feeling lonely, feeling abandoned, uh, having difficulty communicating how you feel, uh, coming off hot in a relationship, but then shortly afterwards, like starting to put distance. And also- withdraw, Pull back. Mm-hmm. Like, oh,
2: too much love. <laughs> mm-hmm. Trust me, I know. I've been there forever.
0: I looked at every single one of them. I was just like, check, 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 check. There wasn't one of them I didn't check off. I was just like. <laughs> That's like, I felt like I was looking in a mirror right back at myself. And I started like thinking about the relationships that I had in the past where, don't get me wrong, like I was one of, I always relate to myself as being like the awesome boyfriend that parents are going to miss because like, I truly do try to show up that way. Like (laughs) it it just am like, I'm I'm, like super cool with the parents. I always try to make them, you know, be cool with them and everything. And, and, uh something that I know about myself is that I had a tendency because of the fear of abandonment, I didn't know this and loneliness is that I would come in and like, things would be great. But then at a certain point, something would happen in my brain neurologically, just like way behind my own conscious awareness, where I would start putting them to a distance, I would start get wandering eyes, and I wouldn't be as invested as a relationship as possible. And then I would distract myself, I would go and I'd work more, or I would put myself in, you know, I would go and I'd work out more, I'd do whatever to not really have to deal with what was there. And ultimately, I didn't know but I realized that it, it caused people pain in the process. It caused hurt. It caused grief. It caused sadness. Hell, if if they didn't really get full opportunity to process it, like there's a possibility that that pain could have been dragged into the next relationship in one way or another. Like I take responsibility for that. Like for me to be at my highest expression is to acknowledge that what I did could very well have a rippling impact in that person's next relationship. If they develop trust issues, what that's on them, like it's, you know, it is for them to do the work. However, I'm the one that sparked that. It was stuff. needed
2: to it was necessary, but
0: yeah. <clears throat> It's all necessary, none of it's bad, none of it's good, but still at the same time, gotta take responsibility for my part. Of course. Still have to, you know, own that because it's easy to throw shade, be ugly, do nasty things to somebody, and and do the whole like, well, that's just you know, that's just the karma, that's just how it be. Like, you know, nothing on me,
2: but <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> if you Honorship. truly
0: cared about that person.
2: Which I still truly think. care about yourself. Huh? <laughs> I said, if you truly care about yourself, knowing that you are one with them, you know, only separate by this, but it, like we said, mirrors, reflections, like, when, you know, you are that person, you are like, damn, if the shoe was on the other foot, it would suck. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? You would hope that they would own up to it. You know what I'm saying? Like they would, it, it might not give you whatever you wanted, but it, you might just feel a little bit better, like damn. Or you might get inspired, or might just like, damn, that's that's. It that takes a certain kind of person. Yeah, we're definitely given some of the hardest challenges, but for good reason, because I think we can measure up. <laughs> that's what excites me about our tribe, man. I
0: love It's man, like the journey of call it self discovery, call it self awareness, call it you know move it to the next level of consciousness, or whatever the hell you want to call it. Even just call it like. <laughs> You're just becoming more in tune with yourself. It's it, uh, it.
1: <laughs> it, it
0: it. It's all it, but why do we waste time with language? We should all, we should all just be telepathically speaking at this point, it's such a waste of time, this whole language this, thing.
2: Just, with, with Asian eyes and just like nee, beaming your message.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Yes, I want some Chipotle, let's go. <laughs> Wasting my time using all these words. Yes, I want to Netflix and chill right now, lay down and watch a movie and not have anything to do. <laughs>
2: Sometimes, I, mm-hmm. I, I like really, I, I believe we both do such a great job with staying busy that the time that we do get to do that, it makes it so much more worthwhile. <laughs> well, you know, like, I really <laughs> Don't feel bad, I'm like, I earned this.
0: <laughs> I don't give myself that time as much as I'd like to say that I do. Cause almost all of it is towards like growth all the time. So even like if I were to sit down and watch Netflix, of course I did watch Rick and Morty, but even then I'm like, that's challenging my brain. But, like, even the Netflix I want to watch is, like, Joe Dispenza, like, learning how to rewire my my brain and stuff like that. So it's the time when I actually have no agenda and nowhere to be. And to me, the greatest use of, like, my free time now is just, like, if I could just hang out with some friends and just, like, flow and move my body and everything, even that to me is, like, still, like, growth. There's very little that I put in that I don't see some kind of result or impact on. But now more than ever, it's just what I feel like my soul wants and needs is more time to be and not have to feel like I have to do like, Oh, I'm, mm. you know, doing my rituals and working out and everything. Like, yes, that like supports me, my growth and everything, but it's something that I have to, you know, I have to be disciplined about. Like I have to be on top of it. Like every single day at six 30, when that alarm goes off, my, my ass is going to be out there working out like rain, cold, like heat. Like I, there's no excuses. Tornado, for Tornado. Like I'll Aurora. be out there. Oh, I, I, all of it. Corona's out there. I'm, you know, I'm still out there. keeping my social distance practice on like, you know, doing what I got to do. But
2: shake your hands with Corona. We got a deal, a record deal.
0: Yeah. You don't mess with Coming me. I'll mess with you. That's the handshake. <laughs> you, you stay back. But it's a, it's a trivial journey at best. All of it. It's like, walking around with a blindfold on all the time hoping that one can Trust maintain it. some semblance of peace throughout it because for me it's like I don't need to be on a on a high all the time just like floating and just like I don't need to be that but just as you mentioned like being able to just have like peace like being able to have like a system that is the
2: high that, that, is, that is the high That's just like.
0: The greatest experience is just being able to just breathe in, Wu saw let go, and be like, I'm not only am I going to be all right, but I'm more than all right. Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm already all right, just aligning with it.
0: So just sometimes we be forgetting.
2: Yo, constant loop of remembrance, man. Like I feel like. So I'm gonna share some of my theories out here. I call it the baby geniuses. I believe that at birth. We're born knowing everything.
0: I actually am. I'm actually on that that class as well. I think it's on Udemy. Udemy.
2: <laughs> what? On, what? What are you talking about? No,
0: you said you're on board with that, and I was just like, oh, I'm on board. I'm taking that class too. It's on Udemy. I was. It was. On, oh, okay. is it really? Or are you just joking? I was making that up. Was, oh yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm like, man, you ever look at babies? They look like they know everything. They stare at people with good energy, like they're looking at their auras, at least to me. Like, I know when I come in contact with kids, it's just always like, and I'm like, granted, I'm black, but it ain't always that. <laughs> they like, this nigga knows. He knows that I know that he knows. Like, they're looking at me like that. And I'm like, mm-hmm, I got you figured out. And I think through the conditioning. I see you yeah pulls,
0: you all see av- you. pulls the avatar like i see you
2: i see you yeah through uh through learning our ways this material ways 3d condition ways they forget where they came from because we teach them like this is table manners this is how you go to bed this is how you pray this is how you that i'm like man i look at tarzan and i'm like yo that guy had to figure it figured out like i feel like if you were born in the woods and you made it to a certain age of where you could sustain like You'd be fine and on a whole nother level, like communicating with animals because that's what you were raised around. Like, I feel like there's so much potential to us as beings. When you talk about diving into that consciousness, I'm like, I've sat back when I felt so alone and just watching my dog. I know, not just him, most dogs, because I used to go to a lot of dog parks. I know what's going on. I can tell how our owner is by reading their dog's body language. You ever see Smiley? I like, my I'm like, your, your owner's an asshole. <laughs> like, clearly, I've seen that in cases where I know I have a friend that was like that. Like, he's a piece of cool dude, but his dog's snappy. And I'm like, they literally learn it from you. They imprint the same way a child does when they're raised in this world. Dogs just look to their owners like, So we're going to play? We play most of the time. You chill. <laughs> you're mad. And like, for real. Like, they just do what you do. <laughs> like, no joke. So I used to just sit back and like trip and like, watch my dog. And I'm like, Wow. I'm starting to get it. You know, people like talking about speaking to plants. Like conversing is not always a conversation of hearing words. That's another constructed condition we had. I always thought that like people say, like people who trip talk to plants. It doesn't always mean like they're like, hello, how are you doing? That's not, you coming in contact is a conversation. Touching is a conversation. Language is a love to conversation. like oh, I, I everything for me is a conversation.
0: <laughs> I want to like, on the path here, I want to kind of pull off an I-4 real quick. To just, I I, here's the thing: is I this is one of the conversations that again I was like, oh man, I can't believe this is probably going to be a conversation on the podcast, but here we are, and now I'm just embracing it because it is what it is. And here we are, (laughs) which is the misconstrued ideas that we have in our society about plant medicine and, and psychedelics as it pertains to what they're designed for. Let me first start by saying this: there are a lot of people who misuse, abuse the medicine as i'm referring to it and yes there are people who get messed up they get hurt at the end of the hospital they end up doing all those things and it's not all like that like the that's that's the distinction for me between living an intentional versus an, an unintentional life is knowing that whatever is i'm doing like i have something that i am looking to bring forth whether that's to become more in tune with myself to f- experience love on a deeper level to Heal and to get myself in a space where it's like you know what now I have to have these conversations. Like sometimes it's just like you know what it does is it literally is rewiring the neural pathways in your brain because we're all just hardwiring. Who we are is very predictable. We're very predictable. (laughs) Everything it's like just
2: a habit.
0: It's programming like the habits and where that happens in the cerebellum. That's the seat of our subconscious. Like this is straight neurology. You can't make this up. This is just how it be. Okay, we have way too much data. You look at an EEG and like now you hear like all these studies about like you know uh mushrooms being used in a in a medical context and people who've had chronic depression for decades.
2: That's how it, they started. It, in a, Most it, of this stuff started like that.
0: Yeah, now, <laughs> now the research is public though. Like that was getting like stuffed down and <clears throat> they're having I mean,
2: people niggas they have www.google <laughs> <laughs> Like this is like sixties, fifties, like where they were using LSD um test programs like uh what's her name? Uh well they were doing the mushrooms, but the acid one had a name. It was a project. It was called um it's on the tip of my tongue.
0: Is this the one with that like that? MK you know?
2: Ultra. <laughs> MK Ultra. MK Ultra.
0: That sounds so familiar. I was gonna say I, I don't know if you ever saw that video with that woman who's like a housewife and they like they had this like guy talking on like this and they said a regular housewife comes in and takes LSD and they then they like do a video of her and they show her like before and after. And did hmm. you see that video?
2: Well, I've seen so many. I don't think I've seen that one. More of the specimen. Well, was it just her, or a study on a couple people?
0: No, it was so just I'm one like, woman, and it was like this uh-huh. guy sitting down with her, and he was just like, you're like, oh, you know, this word, we administer this many micrograms, and this is what she did, and then, she takes <laughs> it, and then like they fast forward it to a little bit later, and it's like, how do you feel? And she's just like, it's everything. She's like, kind of having the experience, right? Like of everything that's kind of going <laughs> on. It's like, well, can you explain She was like, she's like, I don't think. She's like, you're going to have to see this for yourself. Like, yeah. something
2: like no words. There's no words for for that. <clears throat> Literally, I, I digress. To, they wanted to use it for mind control. That was the intention initially. They were like, oh, we could break down the enemy's minds and then we could control them. And they tested it and found that, that it actually freed them more than anything. And they were like, we can't have that. <laughs> we were looking for the opposite. <laughs> How do we undo One it? Time, yeah.
0: They're like, what's the yeah, one eighty like, flip of this? They're like like going into literally.
2: their their film editing software, flip, flip, flip. How do I flip this? like That's like you going into into sex with a condom. Like ah, oh, the attendant is no baby. I got protection on, it. and then you get a kid out there, and you're like, this is the exact opposite of what I was going for. I thought I did my due oh, diligence.
0: but <clears throat> circling it back though, I I think that that's like something that's got to be demystified is this you know yes there are people using it in, you know improperly and things like that but for many of you know us and people who've used it people who've thought about it by the way i don't endorse the use of it i don't endorse the use of psychedelics i don't endorse the use of plant medicine i think it's one of those things that uh, if it if it calls to you and you've you've you know, it's kind of found its way to you then do it but do it with intention but there has I you
2: don't even know what that word means <laughs> they just say it
0: yeah it's just like it's a it's a buzzword Right. meditation's a buzzword. So
2: speaking, quick caveat, speaking on intention for the start of what you even said, when you were explaining it, most of these people who abuse it or use it the wrong way. Intention speaks so much to me because most of those people offer it, call it a drug. And what are we conditioned to think drugs are for to fix problems or which drugs don't even fix problems. They just cover down symptoms, but neither here nor there they're referring to it as a drug, period. In their intentions, knowing what they know drugs are in their mind, they're portraying it as when they speak of it as a drug. So no matter how you try to use it at that point, you already labeled it with your words of what it is. Yeah. You're saying it's a drug compared to somebody who comes to you like, this is medicine. Clearly, we had two different realms. We're talking about two, the same thing, but in completely two different ways. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that was one thing that stuck out for me. Most of those people who are not doing the right thing with it, or not the people who are like, oh, it's medicine, and they are ending up like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. That's, that's part of the attention, knowing your words and what you're saying. Pay attention to what you are saying. You build realities with these things. If you're referring to it as such, it is going to be. If you call it this, it's going to be that.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's all about the context that you're operating from. If your context is woo, let's get messed up, like let's get jacked up, woo, like having a good ass, you know, time with my friends, like that's that's distinctly different from like we said, like going and knowing that it's medicine and that it's going to probably show you some real unsavory crap. You're gonna you're gonna have to face yourself in ways, yeah, you're shedding off layers. It's like the 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 journey where you're like Kind of you know, going through the the uptick of the the wave that is the the experience and then you get to the top and like that's when it's like the the butterfly and the cocoon analogy where it's like it has to like fight it's way out and it has to crack and it's like it's resisting and it's like, come on, like I have to do this, I have to keep fighting because on the other <laughs> side of that, like it doesn't know what it's gonna turn into. But eventually once you've kind of gotten through that fight, you get to the space where you finally crack open, you're like, Oh wow, like here I am, like this metamorphosis has occurred. But that only comes with the correct intention. Yeah. It's it said another way is like, why am I doing this?
2: Yeah. I think most people who consider medicine already have, for the most part, not everyone, but kind of have that intention already in place of what they're. You saying it's medicine? Clearly, you're trying to heal something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you're saying it's a drug, it's like eh, it's up in the air.
0: <laughs> well, as you mentioned, drugs are. Mm, they're, they're designed not to fix the problem, but to suppress the problem. Oh, it's like, we're, you know, we live in a sweep, uh, sweep things under the the rug society. Like we don't, we don't want to look at our garbage. We'd much rather just, you know, drink, just you know drink obsessively. Cause like, I hate my, my job. I hate my life. And I go and I, and I spend all my extra money on the weekends, like getting jacked up, listening to music. And, and not there's anything wrong with, you know, going out and having a drink, but when it's unconsciously used as the way to deal with the inner pain as the analogy that I've been using is not even deal with
2: to push to the side because you're not dealing with it you're like trying to Correct. avoid it a sense of avoidance like I'm having this distinction in my mind as we're speaking I'm like revelation drug versus medicine right there like you just drop those <laughs> two words on some people and just think about that like the person those people going out to do those things they're taking a drug they're trying to suppress like what people take pills suppress what they're feeling, the symptoms. So you're taking it just to forget about the night and working this, you're not really dealing with it. You're just kind of like ignoring it for now. It just puts it to the back of my mind. Whereas like the medicine, when you take medicine, you're like, I'm trying to heal, step forward with this and never have to deal with this certain part again. So you find something else that I use the medicine on. You know what I'm saying? And that I feel like is the difference. People who are gonna take it are be like, yo, I'm gonna take this medicine they're going and they're facing those things, not running away or like, let's get distracted. Like, all right, time to sit down with myself and face those things on the medicine. It's bringing me here. I'm like, man, drug versus medicine. You could name that our thing, um, man. <laughs> you know, it's funny, yeah, the thing
0: know. that I was about to say that ties it so perfectly together is drug versus medicine. But what I was gonna say is one is meant to fill a hole and the other is designed to help you feel whole. Drug Ooh. versus medicine, yeah.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Drug versus Blames. medicine. The drug is designed to fill a hole, right? We like this. It's, it's a conceptual hole, of course, but on an energetic level, there's something that's not being met. So for example, me, fear of loneliness and abandonment, that hole is, well, let me go and put myself in a relationship with somebody and depend on them for the love that I'm not giving myself.
1: Yeah.
0: Let me unconsciously put that. And here's the thing. I I was just, I think I wrote put a post out today about this was you can't have, my coach said this to me, I thought it was brilliant, he said that you can't have two things in the same place. That is physics.
2: You can't think two, yeah, you can't think two thoughts at the same time. <laughs> just, it doesn't work like that.
0: You can't say, uh, I, you know, I intend for love, I intend for love, I intend for love, but if what's present is fear, then that's what you get. It's like looking into your closet and saying, oh man, like I really wanna set up a little studio there, let me set up a studio on top of all my laundry and all my clothes, like, no. The first thing you have to do is you have to clean out your closet as Eminem saying, cleaning out my closet. Like you got to go in there and you got (laughs) to, you got to clean out your closet. Like first you have to clear and get everything out of the way before you can even set up this new intention, this idea. Anything
2: in there should have come cluttered. You don't know what's what.
0: Yeah, that's and then it. it ends up frustrating you and then you end up getting angry. So for me to come in and be like, oh, I want to have this loving relationship when the thing that's really there is fear of abandonment, the thing that's going to keep coming out is fear of abandonment. And sure, no. abandonment. exactly, yeah. right? That's what's going to be present up front. That's filling the hole. But for me now, it's, okay, I notice this. Now I have this awareness. And man, it's like so much work. But I'm meditating every single day. I'm doing breath work every single day. I'm working out every single day. I'm seeing a cranial sacral therapist. I'm doing my own energy work. I'm constantly having conversations with people about this thing because I know the more that I presence it, the more that some part of me realizes, you know what, like it's okay to be seen. It's okay for this part to be there because inherently it's a part of me and I've done so good at making it wrong for so long that it continues to latch on harder and harder and harder. But when you go from seeking a drug that is a relationship to I'm seeking wholeness, I'm coming back home.
2: To myself, self-produce. I'm the manufacturer. I don't have to count on nobody for that. I am my <laughs> own pharmacy. For real. I, yeah. With all the medicine. Plant-based holistic. No drugs over here. <laughs> for real. Um wow. This is uh this is nice. These are the conversations I want to have. They're definitely easier done in person. I'm a very in-person type of person, you know that. Your line of work is causing you, I mean, I know you're an in-person type person, but you're causing to have to do this over like, you know, via Zoom or whatever right now. I'm looking forward to watching it grow and uh, you sitting down with people, me being there on some, us following up years from now, touching back on like, let's look at that one to where we're at now. It's always the best part for me is a reflection i wanted to talk about um whenever inspirational people i don't go for the rah rah or none of that or even like i've listened to like a lot of Ram Dass stuff that people don't know about like i send you guys the et stuff but like the deeper deeper stuff i'm like a lot of people are just not there like that's i lovely. barely get people to
0: watch the et stuff they're like that's
2: too long rom is rom i is like yeah. he's talking i'm like
0: et I'm stuff love. is good he's he's a lot of rah rah for me and that's why i love his work he's great like but i couldn't listen to like an you know 30 minutes to an hour of
2: it um yeah well no he has a podcast I don't know if you've ever listened to his podcast and then you get to hear him bounce off of like history under individuals who have helped him come this far and where they're at in their journey like how everyone's pretty much a king in their own suit but on this one this scale of like being the motivational speaker being that like that golden child that's his face and they understand that they support him wholeheartedly which is one of the roles I want to be able to play for you like I feel like some people would see me as the ET, but I really don't. I really don't think I want to do that. I'm like, I could see J. Rod being like more of the ET, not in the sense of how he speaks, but what he's doing, the approach he's taking at reaching people. And I support him in doing that in a way. If I could, that's why I was asking, like, how could I help? I really, I feel like I could do that work, but it's it's not there right now. I'm not feeling it, and I'm not one of those people that just like do it because it's a good thing to do. Uh, We've had this conversation different ways multiple times. I'm just like, we should be. I'm like, if it ain't really you, even if it ain't really you for the moment, it may be you later, you don't want to really like force it too much, I feel. At least for me, everyone has this difference. Some people force it it works. I'm always, shit is that much, let it go. So when I'm talking about the Ra-Ras and the Shamans and Ram Dass, people that I listen to, they make Whatever I think is a lot of work seem, in comparison, and it like it hits me every time. Like when you're surrounded around people who are not really working as hard as you, you know, your mentors might be in one sense, or your other mentees that you're working with and stuff like that. But when you see somebody who's done it on a grand scale, and they're like, "Man, Buddhist thing every day was we was eating rice from four to five, one meal a day, um, fasted on Tuesdays." And, you know, like didn't walk around in shoes. All we did was like from, we woke up at like four or five, take five or six and learn, you know, uh, mantras and stuff like that. And they're like, they, get, they did that for like five years. <laughs> We're sitting here complaining because we are very spoiled. I always, that keeps, that's another reoccurring theme of like, man, we don't know how good we got it in America. People want to cry about this Corona shit right now? Like Corona, in a sense of like measles or whatever other epidemic that came or pandemic that was wiping us out, we've always kind of been at the forefront of it or had enough money to be sit at the table with the forefront people designing it, you know, the medicine or whatever they're given to heal it that like, we always get it first and then we get back to normal. But what about those countries that can't afford it? Like barely have running water. They're gonna worry about can, like, you know, how they're gonna fight Ebola or, you know, Corona and stuff like that. Like. We've got it so fucking good. And then the second they show us one thing, we think that everything's so bad and that we don't have it that good. It's like, yo, I sent you that video the other day, like we're technically rich. When you talk about the whole population in the world, what we make money-wise, we're technically rich, (laughs) literally. But if you grew up in America, watching on TV, famous people and all that, then you would think that you're poor. It's like, you need to go see the world a little bit (laughs) and explore, just, man. Uh, travels, I'm looking forward to travels with you guys, travels by myself, but that's always been the most eye-opening experience for me. And we still haven't really sat down and kicked it on like, how is it going around the US? I know you had your ups and downs relationship-wise, but I knew the amount of growth, or I had a, a picture of the amount of growth that you would get, and I really want to sit down and talk about that like, Oh, I'm
0: around curious. the
2: country. Yeah, what can you remember from, you know, kind of just little smallly conversing with me beforehand, your thought process where you was at to stepping out after and then being like, did you have any epiphanies? Did anything I say like, come, you know, I never wanted to like wish bad on your relationship. I just told you that you guys would grow differently out there. Like things would just be different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to say it, but I had the feeling that you guys wouldn't be together. You got back, but I didn't wish that. And I would never put that out there. And sure. the so I was just like, you guys going to see some things. I know being out on the road, like, man, the amount of reflection. You sitting there in nature, you taking cold showers, like, in the Pacific Ocean type shit. Like, you're going to start thinking differently. And, like, they're going to have their own sets of kind of experience that are Pacific Ocean eye-opening for them that are going to, you know, tip them in certain ways. And, like, you might come to the end of it like, wow, we both really still like each other and, like, know each other to a sense, know ourselves to an extent that. We see that we still like the same things in each other. Like we have a lot in common, and we could grow together. Um, and I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was hoping for it, but I was like, you're gonna get what you need out of it. The growth is gonna come, like, in the, whatever happens, it was meant to happen. Mm-hmm. So I was like, um, yeah, I'm still curious. Of so like, you got back, and then I didn't even know you guys were broken up. And like, <laughs> you know, how, how was that? Yeah. Like, what did Did you see that coming? Did you never (laughs) see that coming? Did it completely shock you? Did you have a feeling? Like, where were you?
0: Sure. So six months, that was a lot. So the journey in and of itself started off very uh, full of uncertainty in that we didn't have a plan when we left. We didn't even know where we were going. We knew that the first place, that the major place we were going was to Electric Forest. Mm. and outside of that we didn't have a plan a lot of it was very like off the cuff until we got all the way to Chicago that was when we actually started to make and formulate a plan what what ended up happening was Mike how much of this how much of this should I actually share because it's like you know someone else is involved as well so I have to like be like mindful and considerate of that person and but of course what what ended up happening was when you spend enough time with somebody in a confined location and you don't set up structures that are designed to, like, give you the space that you need to do your own personal growth, because I really adhere to the whole principle that it's like each of us have a playground. You have our own, what I call it, space. I love the word space. It's like our own little,
2: like, bubble. It's like when you were a kid. I like playground. I like yeah. playground. <laughs> I've always yeah. said space, like your sacred space, but playground sounds nice. Yeah. yeah. Like you
0: have our own <laughs> playground. Like in my playground, if you were to come to my playground, you'd see hand balancing canes. You'd see, uh, what else would you say? You'd see a yoga wheel. You'd see a, a staff because I spin staff. You would, you know, you see some animal flow. You would see some, like, some mass and some glowy things. Like you see a variety of things in my playground, right? And then what ends up happening is, is, sometimes at some point you find yourself wanting to go and play in someone else's playground. Maybe you decide you're going to have an intimate relationship, right? It's so like you and I, we have, we have a playground, like you have a playground, I have a playground. You have the things that you enjoy, I have the things that we enjoy. And then when we come together, now we have what I call the third entity playground. And that is a collection of what we're creating. And it's in a sense, you actually leave behind if done properly, you actually leave behind your identity and you create your own
2: playground. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's, it's really meant to be its, its own space. Sure, like you bring aspects of yourself to it, but there's 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 a certain underlying assumption that you're going to kind of create something new in this third entity. And the failure that was made for myself and probably what most relationships end up being is it's going back to the whole like underlying codependency. If you're not really conscious of that, like that's already in the space, right? So like, you're not really coming as nothing into the playground. <laughs> you, you already have all your... Uh, like,
2: look, I dug a big-ass hole. I need you to jump in it so we can move forward. Exactly.
0: I need you to jump in that hole, fill it for me. And then when you don't, I'm pissed off at you because that was your job. But I didn't tell you that because I didn't know. I didn't even know that that was the job I was doing. Yeah, I didn't you. even
2: know it was something to tell you that I was, like, signing you up for that.
0: Um, yeah. So, welcome. <laughs> You've been enlisted and you get shipped out today and you're welcome. Uh, yeah. No forewarning. So, forewarning.
2: <laughs> for real. So... Um. In... No, I, re- I really—you don't have to speak much on her. I just wanted to know if you had any epiphanies or thoughts of me out there, more so. Thoughts of video. you? Yeah. You're so selfish. Listen. I know. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm honest though. I'm like, you're so, yeah. <laughs>
0: you're so self-absorbed. Look, so here's the thing: in the in relationship itself, we ended up going through this like patch where we we didn't actually tend to our own independent playgrounds, and because of that, you get to that point where, and I'm sure everyone's been there, when you you just start coming up with shit to get pissed off about.
1: <laughs>
2: you just like
0: you're just con- what did like I
2: possibly you want dirty shoes to the playground? You know you're not supposed to wear dirty shoes to. The
0: what playground. did I tell you about not putting the sandcastle builder thing back where I put it when I originally had put it? I said put my books back. Why do you keep leaving dishes in the sink? Can right. you can you please stop? Like so
2: like that I sounds like me and my mom. Sounds like my life.
0: <laughs> making up things to get pissed off about. That's what ended up becoming.
2: Yo, uh, quick caveat. I just have to share this, just to give people a small snippet of like my life. My mom calls me. Right. She's like, call for two things. Um, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> like, she's like, literally like, you know, you got to pay that one thing. So I'll fax that over for you for when you was down in Florida. And they sent it in the mail. And then there's another one
1: that
2: you know. That's one. You got to pay it. And two, she's paying it for me because I don't have it right now. And I'm gonna give it back to her. She's mm-hmm. like, I'll send you, you know, the 300 bucks Venmo. You just have to tell me how to do it. That's the second thing. I'm like, okay. Don't worry about uh. Don't worry about facts. Like sending me a screen picture because I'm coming in like two days. Yeah, I'll just see it when I get there. And then um, two, this is how I'll tell you how to Venmo the money. She's like, Well, well why you got? I'm like. I'm literally just doing what you called me and told me that you wanted to do. And now I'm saying, let's do it. And she's ready to chew my head off before because money's always been a sensitive place for my family. Like it just is fair built around it. Constructs, whatever, like money is always a thing. Even if it's there, it's like, <gasps> you know what I'm saying? So like, it's just really- We real have t- a million. Money.
0: We don't have a million in 10.
2: Yeah. Like some, like, it, it was just ironic to me. Like, I'm like, literally like I'm telling you how to send the money. Cause you told me that's what you wanted the things you called me for. And then I'm kind of getting backlash. Like, why I gotta like, I'm like, it's what you said you wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I can't even right now. She started mm-hmm. like talking about going on a tangent about stuff about herself. And I'm like, how do we end up here? Cause like my sister is a nurse and working and she was kind of sick for a couple of days. Well, we don't have no Corona over here, but <laughs> like, she's got sick for a couple of days, and I'm like, um, that's what she said. She was like, "Don't come home without Corona." I'm like, I don't. I'm Corona free. I don't. I don't believe I have Corona. And you know, since my sister is sick, she's like, "Yep, you know, like your sister's been over there." My sister lives three blocks away. She's like, "I drive by and like wave at the house." You know, what I'm saying like not going in there. And I'm like, "I got you, ma." I'm like, "Okay." Um, I'm like, I just have a different view. You know, like, for me, my mom's always raised me like, she would take a bullet for her kids type thing. Like, that's that kind of loyal. And I have that because of her. So, like, to hear her say that, granny, she's old and, you know, in her older age, and that's mostly the people. And she's asthmatic as well. So it wouldn't be a good setting for her. Just the way that it was coming off, I'm just like, for me, if I have children and they're sick and there's a possibility I can get sick of it, it's like, it's not even a question. You know, I can't really, these are the deep conversations I can't really have with my mom, but I'm like, my sister died tomorrow she'd be sad she didn't see her today in person you know what i'm saying you'd be like damn it was about a week before i touched her last or two weeks because i was avoiding trying to protect myself That's, that's that fear that we always have like that that like oh the me 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 i'm like until something happens that's outside of you bigger than you it makes you really think back to the selfish you that you were sitting at at that spot like damn and i constantly try to like show these things or have these talks with my mom and it's like She don't want to go there. Most people don't want to get in the fields and get really deep. It always becomes like she victimizes herself when she's done so well on her own, you know, making triple figures as a lady who's been alone from she was 16. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm like, you're such in a queen position, but you don't even see it because these constructed in ways that we're programmed of lack of we're not we're doing. always want more. It's just not enough. I'm like, you're in such a good spot. Like you've done so much for yourself. You know how much people have moved at sixteen and like, went out starving on the streets begging for food. Like you've done amazing and raised two great kids. One that's trying to have you introspect and bring something, bring something to you to think about. And my mom's just like, it always becomes one of those. When I was this, and I was, I'm like, I lose you every time. It's it's literally one of the most frustrating things because it's like, it reminds me of like when she was telling me things as a kid, like you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. And granted, we were kids and didn't adhere by it and learned the lessons the hard way and come back like, damn, my, you was right. But now the shoe is on the other foot. And since I'm about half the age, half the time on earth, and you've been in your ways, about double my time on this earth of how you've been doing things, it's like, your way is like, there's no way it's right. I would, If there was another right way, I would have found it already. And I'm like, you don't even got to try it. Just listen to what I got to say and like, just think about it. it we can't even get there. <laughs> Cause then, like her mind, like I do it too, not as much anymore. But we have these safety mechanisms, and I sit there and I study everybody I'm around. Cause I'm like, I'm an imprint of her, so like I notice things now. Like when I try to get into a deep conversation, my mom will just start singing a song that she likes, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, ignorance by music. Who does this? <laughs> like, like I don't know what you're saying? <laughs> like when there's a deep conversation, somebody going somewhere or something I don't want to talk about. And it's like, I don't even notice. That's the part of the conditioning. I don't do it intentionally. I'm not trying to ignore you. And that's where awareness comes in in your journey. But I always like, find myself, I thought back and I'm like, wow, I do that a lot. And then you get a good mirror, a very good mirror, like my partner now that points that out to you. And at first, you're like, I don't do that. And I go, oh, shit. <laughs> happens a couple more times. She keeps pointing it out. You're like, yeah. I, yeah I do. I don't <laughs> like that one why do you gotta I'm point like, that wait, out? <laughs> I'm like why do I do that and then I go home like literally you have that question like why do I do that I go home the next day and literally boom happens with my mom and I'm like that's it there you go and then I put that in the bank like remember that that's, this is the remembrance Like, now you see where you come from if I had completely forgotten about yesterday in that lesson I wouldn't have got to see this now because she's been doing this her whole life I just never noticed it yeah. I just do it too. It's just like, it's just what it is. But I'm like, no, that's like, oh, that's uncomfortable. My mom's not really huggy, lovey, touchy. And that's what's made me so much like that. I'm like, I didn't, my mom loved me. Don't get me wrong. But um, love I felt I should have had as a kid, that unconditional, like it just wasn't there. She worked most of the time, three to 11, my whole life. That's why I threw parties and had my friends over. And like, I was all about my friends. Like my friends are fit. I had that concept long before anything. And like when I came home from my mom's 50th, my sister said it about her gym buddies. She's been going to gym with these people for like 10 years. I remember back when she like probably still lives with us at the time and she was going to this gym and my family's just very like, uh, I know who I know I have my friends already. I don't really need anybody else. No new people, no new friends, no new friends. And it, oh I mean, goodness. it's scared of getting hurt. Somebody's done them wrong in the past. It's happened to my mother with her best friend, my sister with her best friends. I don't really think it's happening. It didn't happen to me with my best friends growing up that I considered family, but later on in Savannah, making new friends and having them do these things. And I was just like, wow. That's when you start to reflect on it. Like, this is the stuff I've kind of dished out. Like, you know, like I'm saying I'm wrong with my friends. And then to come back and I'm like, at those times when you're sitting there, like, why would this person do this to me? There's such a bigger picture and scheme of things going on. You're thinking that like, you didn't do them wrong so they shouldn't do you wrong but you're not thinking about the fact they've also been done probably wrong by other people that's where they've learned the behavior Mm -hmm. um they've also done other people wrong and then you've also wronged people in other places in your life like nobody's a freaking saint you know what i'm saying (laughs) like it all stems from somewhere so just so it didn't happen for a while a lot of my karma used to be on pause and now with where i'm at it's very instant karma or at least for me being in this awareness to see it now i couldn't see it back then i was just like man i feel like you know maybe it was being shown to me when i was younger but i was so ignorant i wasn't looking at it as that so it keeps happening like anything else running cycles and cycles until you sudden cracks and you're like oh i get it now yeah i don't need to see that again but yeah it was just a lot man like i'm sitting here opening up on the pod let the
0: I'm people here. know it's a therapy session that's what this has been about we just out here pouring our guts out
2: this is not but this is not really hard for me i've been doing this now for about you know since my journey started for the last three years you know i've been pretty yeah. open if somebody asks i'll say um i feel like this one will actually do a lot of good though because usually it's just a one-on-one or kind of small group i feel like with what you're doing in your work and it being sent out like a lot of people will get to see this and that'll be pretty awesome pretty awesome it'll ripple off from there showing more people and just like damn
0: if anything I know that. that this is like it just creates reflections for people because ultimately one of the things that i'm i'm embodying now is i, I had this like fear of like oh man if i start this podcast like i really had to the the, the stereotype well you have to pose yourself as an expert and everything but what i realized is that my expertise right now is just in becoming myself and, and holding up mirrors so that other people can see within themselves and have a choice because if you don't know you don't always know.
2: though I think that's always the, the, your expertise is like figuring out yourself. You can stem any battle or anything you're getting through in life to just that. Like you were talking about leaving for your journey to Florida. You were like, we didn't plan anything. It's like, how could you plan for something you know nothing about? <laughs> Literally, people could tell you their stories and how their experience is going to be, but yours is not going to be theirs. You couldn't really plan for that. You don't know. And then as you got along and kind of got a flow, you're like, all right, so kind of figured some things out of being on the road. Now you could plan accordingly. it's probably still not gonna be to the T because things are still gonna be changing and you're going different places, but you got semi of a structure of how to deal with it. Our life is built off of like familiarity. This illusion we live in, it's literally scientific. Like our brain shows us what it's seen so much in the past. Like it's running off of predictions. So there's a thing I'll send to you. It's called like the mass something, I can't remember, but literally by the time we're sevens, reticular activation, stops, and we start to see everything, or reticular activation starts, sorry, and we start to see everything of how we've seen it in the past. Like, I know what's going to happen. That's what your brain literally starts doing. So in this mask, you're looking at it, and it's flipping, and it's it's protruded out towards you, and when it turns around, you're supposed to see it indented in, but instead it pops back out. I'm going to send it to you. If, if you show it to a kid under seven or six or so, they'll see it indented in their brain is showing them like it popped out and it's indented in us since we've seen it so much we think it's going to be like that and it shows us that what we thought was wrong like we're we're thinking we're going to see it go in and then it pops back out of us you're like why did it do that (laughs) it's supposed to be indented now but it pops back out your brain's like i've seen this a hundred times it's turning it's turning i'm gonna see the back and then you don't you're like huh (laughs) you know what i'm saying And i've also done it on some plant medicines and like that and i'm like ah, uh, let's see it now. <laughs> I'm getting more back to that, like, non-predictive, in-the-flow consciousness of life. Like, I'm just being, like, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. That was my little caveat. yeah, sorry.
0: <laughs> Straight up, I don't yeah. even know where this all started. I'm not even gonna, from, like, what, what was that
2: connecting to? Where were we going? Here you were, we are. Um, I mean, we had talked about your, yeah, I got back to your journey, I'm sorry.
0: No, uh, it's I'm good.
2: <clears throat> Honestly, though, the Mm. oh when you started this podcast you were like it was going to be for oh this. the but you couldn't play any because you didn't know is what i was trying to say well
0: it's funny the, the way the podcast is structured now it was people are like you know wh- first and foremost when i said it was going to be longer format like hour and hour and a half most people well, not say most people actually most people didn't say anything but a few people were like no one's gonna listen to that and like the average podcast is this long it was just like i'm looking for a specific type of person Like, Yeah, we
2: are already over an hour and a half. I saw that I was like, you know, initially I was, I didn't even really want to talk like myself. I didn't even want to talk for an hour and a half. Like just being by myself most of the day and just doing a lot of my work and being with myself, like you get in this kind of selfish place. And you're like, I don't really want to talk to nobody for an hour and a half. I'm not really feeling it. And I'm telling you, make those excuses. And I'm like, everything comes down to a choice. And I was like, this, One is for you, it's not even about me, and then on top of that, it's bigger than us. That's part of, like, the sacrifice with the choice. Like, a lot of the times, there's things that you're not going to want to do, but those are the things that will get you the results that you want, or something better looking, or something towards it, you know what I'm saying? Like, the growth, that's where it's at. So, I'm like, you know, I'm thinking, my mind's like, it's going to be like this. I haven't even noticed that we were on podcast for a (laughs) And I'm like, shit, I could probably go another hour (laughs) and a (laughs) half easy. You know what I'm saying? Just being in the moment, not thinking and portraying what I think it's going to be, connecting things to it. Oh, man, I'm going to be bored. I have nothing to talk about. Like Damn, you had about. that? <laughs> that was what
0: happened in your brain. See, what happened in my brain was when I was laying on the couch. Ca- I had three podcasts scheduled today. Two of them got canceled. And when those two got canceled, I'm already on like limited sleep. So I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna lay down for this little nap real quick. And then I'm gonna get up for a moon's podcast. And then When I got your text, I thought you were for sure going to say, we're not doing it today. I was just like, all right, sweet, let's reschedule. I'm about to pass out. And you're like, all right, let's do it. And it was like five minutes. I was like, all right, we're doing this podcast. And just like, (laughs) put
2: on some music, got myself up, started dancing around. Because it's like, all right, let's let's go ahead and get this rolling. I didn't think that um we'd have nothing to talk about just because of who we are and our connection. Just me, I can always, you can drop a topic and I'm just like, I got a bunch of shit to say about that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, ball, L. dot round 360 circumference degrees (laughs) everything consistent in there of like what I just I wasn't worried about that but that's thoughts that a lot of people have like hour and a half what could you talk about for an hour and a half Mm
1: -hmm.
2: it'd be funny how you'll be intrigued how time flies when you're just like literally in the moment like that felt like maybe 35 45 minutes maybe an hour it hasn't felt like an hour and 45 minutes is what we're going on right now Mm-hmm. I'm just like man but it's good stuff I enjoy all of it I'm uh I'm happy to share my story with the world so far and help add to this build with your brother following the wolf feeding the wolf <laughs> gotta feed the wolf on the playground
0: <laughs> we gotta also clean up all the shit all of our out of our uh, our, uh... Our our boxes, our our playgrounds. Got to take care of our space. That's I mean, it's pretty much what a lot of this conversation is boiled down to. It's digging up and acknowledging and seeing all the skeletons, spreading the awareness, and then a lot of it's uh, the tough part. You know, the the really tough part. You hear the word toss around a lot, but it's being able to have like compassion for oneself and being able to to see, to objectively see. That's the problem. Is to be able to like objectively look at yourself in the mirror. And You're like,
2: son, you know not what you do.
0: what you do you do not know therefore you punishment no no pun you good you're fine it's (laughs) there's there's just got to be a ridiculous level of compassion being able to just like seem like man like you know listening to say you or myself it's my hope is that in me sharing all this crap that i really don't want to share because it's just not pretty at least like and i acknowledge that for me it's not pretty i get that you're in your place i don't care whatever Damn. For me, I'm just like, man, I really don't want to share this because it's just like it's not pretty, but at the same time it, in doing that, it's releasing the venom. And my hope is that if nothing else, that somebody hears this and they feel more comfortable to do that because ultimately, as long as you still have poison within you, it will get to every single cell of your body and you will continue to manifest and produce the same results in life. Whether you don't like the word manifest or produce results, it's all the same. The, the, the end product of anything is a result. And if you don't like your results, you got to start paying attention to your input. And if you don't know what input you're putting in, then you need to start paying attention to the things that are unaware to oneself because ultimately there is a puppet master and either you are it or it is you. And it's going to take over and it will run your life if you don't. And that is the journey of self-discovery and self-awareness.
2: Man, I had another... Another topic that came to mind I was trying to drop real quick for the, for the people. Hear you, hear you people. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember. Got caught up in your words. I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh,
0: uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <coughs> yes, yes, this is my language, you speak it. I understand. You said something earlier about you know, coming back to this conversation years later you know, being able to look at it. And one of the things that I'm becoming more publicly expressive about, because I realized what I speak is what I create is, you know, in the beginning of this journey, I'm just like, I realized at first that it's really about me finding this message and being able to hone it down so people can really understand it because long-term vision for this, like podcast is actually more than a podcast. Like I wanted to create a community and this is a community of people who are committed to doing the work, the people who are willing to go into the darkness without a flashlight because you know, that's what it takes. It takes being uncertain. It takes being in the unknown and having a commitment to ourselves. So what I've recently been saying, I've had a lot of people asking like what my religion is and things like that. And what I've just landed on recently, fundamentally at the core of it, is that love is my religion. And there's three main facets. It's love myself, love my people, and love my life. And as long as I'm doing good unto myself and unto others, then that to me is in alignment with what I'm wanting to create in this community, this follow the wolf community. I'll say it a million times. It's not about following me. It's not a following about, and it's about following that inner calling. It's about coming back home, coming back to self and the long-term vision for this, man, I don't know if I've told you about this. I'm really pumped about it is creating this. Like, this is like a running title. I really don't know what it's going to be, but let's just say it's like a wolf den sanctuary. And the entire premise is going to be this like, beautiful facility where there's going to be like different sections. And in one section, there's like a space for like retreats and workshops and people are coming in and sharing their medicine with people and being able to teach anything from energy work to massage therapy to all these like different things, but ultimately designed to get the person back to self. One section, another section is like this functional training where you can like work out and, and, you know, get a movement or animal flow or yoga or, you know, any kind of like functional training that you can fit in there. And then like another section designed for like, food and like culinary, good, healthy foods. I have a friend who's an Ayurvedic chef. I could talk to her about this, like creating this, this hub, this space where people can get what they need and come as they are a landing space for those people who are like, man, I'm not sure if I fit in or like, I'm looking to find myself in a community with people who are going to see me, hear me, love me exactly as I am. That's what this podcast is about. Thank you, alarm. Not necessary. That's what this movement is about. Fundamentally at its core, come home to yourself and have a community who's there for you all the way
2: misfits (laughs) misfits but we fit in with the misfits so we fit in perfect Mm -hmm. speaking of compassion that one just always hits home like really learning to have compassion of course for others but definitely with yourself
0: i think the more you have with yourself the more you have for others
2: yeah there really comes that like that separation when you have to see that like you're flawed, man. Your higher self knows that, though. That you you are part of that higher self, and you can look down and be like, "Hey, I'm flawed," and you can take actions to fix choices, man. We are we are not our thoughts, but we are our choices. Seriously, that was one that I came to before. So, everybody like your thoughts, I'm like, huh. Eh. Your yeah, actions, I'm like, huh.
1: Eh.
2: It's the choices you make literally everything is a choice <laughs> for real for real somebody has to choose to be with somebody for like 30 years like, you you're worth it and we are building we're like, investing in each other it's a choice just like the community that's what we're gonna do feed the wolf so we feed do the wolf.
0: you are enough we are enough i'm enough we are all enough
2: Oh, my new, i share my new mantras I came to. I, it used to be, um, I am love, I am light. I am God, but in the sense of like connection with my higher self. Mm-hmm. Not like, I'm I think God. yeah, I think of like, yeah, like when people say gods, so then you make it plural. That's the separation for me. When you say God, like you're talking about that one, that whole, that everything that we are. Like, I am, so we are. Like, if God is everything wouldn't we be, you know what I'm saying? Like, just saying it in reverse. Like, everything in existence is God. Yeah. Wouldn't you be a part of the whole, you know what I'm saying? And it's like the Holy Trinity or the three parts. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, but that's another part. I just think those are different dimensional beings. Um, my new ones are, I am breath. Woo! Man, I've been sitting on that one for a while while but I haven't really been using it until now. I am one and I am love. Literally. And then like for me, I'll just give a quick breakdown. I I say that if you were gonna call God something, it'd have to be breath because literally if you don't have oxygen, this illusion ceased to exist. This right here. Like you stop breathing, you die. The one. Um, that stems from the connection between all things and more so felt now, used to just be said back then, I'm like, I don't really get it. And then when you do, you're like, wow, like I feel you, I feel that, I feel your emotions, I feel the energy, the tension in the room, I feel how close we are, I feel the love, like literally everything interconnected. Just body, just the suit, people's minds kind of make the separation, but no, we're all linked. feel that. And then um, of course there's love to be interpreted however you may take it, whatever love is to you. And then I like that one and love kind of go together It's Jamaican. one <laughs> ah! love, love, love. I'm like, oh and and people and cry. And like, You know it when you feel that. When you hear that, you're like, yep, Yo, that's it. My favorite song about him right now is this love. You ever deep in a trip or you working on that like that medicine and doing that work, play that song. And see how that makes you feel. Because, like, what he's evoked through that expression and how many people I'm sure have connected to it, when I listen to it, I'm like, yeah, that's definitely love. Mm -hmm. That is definitely love. Like, that's gotta be. Like, in my darkest moments, that's another thing I should, on any of my trips, which were necessary, dark not being bad, I'm happy that they happened, would have surely done them again. that's the one thing that's always saved me, honestly. And now coming to listen to his songs later and what he was about and what he was doing, that man was trying to take people back home. Like you forgot who you were. One love, we are one love, you know, is this love? Yes, this life, this existence, you woke up today, be grateful for oh, yeah. real. <laughs> you got breath, a meal, running water, shelter over your head, man, <laughs> like, yeah, is this love? Is this love that I'm feeling? But yeah, every time I've gotten deep, he's the only thing I could hear. Music distorted, everything just sounding like noise and craziness. And Bob Marley would just come through clear as white. Boom. Like, wow. To know that it wasn't like even, it wasn't even him. We personified the being, but it was literally that light and that truth he was living, like shining through him. Transparent, boom, man, reaches me 50 years later, and I've never even met the man or heard of him in person. You know what I'm saying? That's how you know it transcends more than just these physical beings. That's how I know we're connected. I'm like, the love I feel when I'm listening to that music is more than most I've ever felt in my life, meeting people and holding people and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? They, they weren't the ones that came to me when I was down there in that darkness and then just pulled me back up. That voice. Him just being a messenger, a conduit, you would say, for the universal being or the whole and delivering that message. I connected with that like crazy. Okay, sorry, that
1: was
0: it. <laughs> <Hola>. <laughs> I'm that, we are that, my friend.
1: Let's get together. The wise words
0: of Marion Williamson. It's, uh, it's all about the return to love.
2: The return I never heard that one. Yeah. I'll write that down. Another thing, did you write down what you said earlier? Make sure you write that down of drug and medicine. Put that in the notes in the journal of what you distinguished a it hole as
0: whole versus whole.
2: Yeah, yeah. That'll be a topic for you later. Right.
0: A big one. Oh yeah, that's pretty much fundamentally now what a lot of my core messages is a distinction between filling a hole and being coming whole and how this message is about taking people who are feeling like they're consciously or unconsciously feeling a hole, filling a hole versus wanting to become whole. Because when we become whole, as you know, just kind of preaching the choir here, when we become whole, then we no longer need things outside of ourselves to validate something internally that we inherently always have. We just have to come home and remember and to love ourselves. And once we have that, then
2: it's catchy. like It's like like clickbait. Like I don't know how you work it or market it. Work that though, like whole versus whole, that would like I would tap that every time. <laughs> <laughs> in all ways, in all ways. However many ways entendres you could think of. I tap that every time. Whole versus whole. You see,
0: there's Man. a tagline on the website. Go from filling a hole to becoming whole or something like that. No,
2: there is on a website.
0: No, no, I'm saying I'm thinking like I can imagine that being a tagline or something like that. No,
2: just Just whole versus whole. I've learned like simplicity goes so far because it leaves people's mind to wander. And that's the best part about it. I love stuff like that. Like, I'm not not saying that what you said is bad, but when you leave it out there for a thinker, thinkers like us will come in and be like, what does he mean? And how much different connections they can make just based off those two words. I'm only thinking of two right now, but I'm pretty sure there's more. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? Yeah, whole versus whole. Headcracker, as my brother Akim would say, that's a headcracker. <laughs> like, boom, one of those headcrackers, man. He one the, the first time he ever used the term headcracker to me. I'm just gonna <laughs> drop this to we trip tripping hella hard. San Diego at uh, what's it? OB. We're coming up to the pier, sitting on the rocks, watching the waves, looking at the sunset. It's like six o'clock. It's July fourth. I remember because it was fireworks, and he's like how do you know whether um, you're being, whether you're actually being present or just living in the moment? (laughs) Like, it's, bro, I just never knew he thought like that. Like, that gave me a peek into his mind, and I was just like, I've never heard anything like that. How do you know? Because he was just sitting there, and so I can't paint the picture for everyone, but like, He's just sitting here, laid back on the rocks, like looking out towards the sunset. I'm tripping hella hard. So this is just looking like, I don't even know. And he said that. And I was just like, my mind just gone. I mean, I have really thought, so just like, you got to tap into something greater for that. Like, how do you know you're just being present living? Yeah, shout outs. <laughs> Love everybody. I'll yeah. let you close up. Well you <laughs> still take a high like what <laughs> in my
0: in my mind they haven't fully been distinguishing. I'm like, that sounds like the same thing to me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's, it does. That's that was that that's the part that it would be distinguished as something separate, like when you think of it. But it's actually the same. It was just like I was like, what it,
1: <laughs> no, she
0: wasn't ready. He wasn't shoes. ready. Shoes,
2: shoes.
1: It's
0: Shoes taking is rice. Right. Shoes.
2: Shoes, shoes is right. and back That to was wrestling. too much. Here we are. We've come for back. For real, I was like, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. I'm going to hit him up. <laughs> uh, I got 30 minutes, 29 minutes, yoga teacher training. i uh, got to go out there and be a future yogi for you guys. Trying to get some of these lessons from the community. <laughs> these yoga lessons on the mat, always. These yoga hands. <laughs> for real. Always on the mat. I think that would be my my podcast, would be like on the mat. And <laughs> no, I would just do podcasts of like people bringing their yoga mats and having a one on one. They're sitting on theirs. So I'm sitting on mine. Because, like for me, this is my playground. When you talk about a playground now, where I lie most of the time, I'm like, I spend more time on the mat than anything else. Probably even rivaling a bed. Yeah, definitely, more than a bed. Like I spend more time on the mat. Stretching through the day, meditation, whatever. I just sit on the floor, so I don't get like, shorten up my hip flexors, sitting on the couch, like, lay on the ground, flatten out the spine, whatever. On the mat is my playground. <laughs> I find a lot of peace in this.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what? Okay, yeah, I'm just, too much. We, <laughs> we go. <laughs> Yeah. All right, last piece. You know, I've been sleeping on the floor for about, sheesh, probably about a year now, probably more. I got rid of my bed because it was old and squeaky. It was a hand-me-down of a hand-me-down.
1: I didn't know
0: you were sleeping on the floor.
2: And, like, you know, I was reading. It was one of those, uh, one of those Buddhist teachings. I was telling you know, how they sleep on the floor pretty much every day, like whatever, but they don't have beds at the monasteries or whatever sleep on the floor, it's like, month, like, huh. And it's become one of those things, like, it's just normal for me now, but when your ass touches a Tempur-Pedic <laughs> after, or just, or just a bed period, like, the amount of appreciation you have <laughs> for something comfortable. Hey! Is like, <laughs> like, 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 man, it's so, I'm so simplistic, <laughs> and I love it. I wanna get to the point where I don't, like, you know, of course we don't need anything to be happy, but I'm like, the things that make me overzealously happy, and I don't like, act out about it, but, like, inside make me, like, warm and fuzzy inside. I was like, the festival, that was all good, cool. If I could have one thing, i just be waking up next to you guys every day. Those vibes, that camaraderie, us hanging out as a group, just that. And then my time to go off into my playground, of course, but that, every day. Like, that was the most simplest thing I could ask for, and it's reasonable. Like, we could actually, that's tangible, and could reach very soon. Oh, well, that's because it's going to happen. Towards. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, man. That's what I was geeking about. Anytime anyone probably caught me, I'm like, man, we're gonna be living together and we're gonna meet more people like that. The vibe just just growing that light, just shining out people. Like, I want, like, <laughs> oh, I want some of that so I can find my light and bring more light to it. Like, yeah. I was like, the music's cool, festival's cool. Like, we could do this shit anywhere, anywhere.
0: Just throwing a speaker cool. with some nasty music. You can have that anywhere, anytime. <laughs>
2: You didn't even need the music, just sitting down talking like we're doing that. Well,
0: like, I mean, that's, that's true. But I mean, just I from wrote, that context like, just, of the festival.
2: Yeah, hell, yeah. bro,
0: if you think about it, you know, at the festival, like there's music, there's, there's workshops and everything. I'm like, we can, so that's, that's one of the small things we haven't talked about. That's something to do offline, but I actually want to start doing our own small version of that. It's like put together a little mini workshop, put on, put on some music, like have people do like ecstatic dance. Like you have them go through movements and things like that. And you get some Reiki and some massage therapy. Like I'm kind of like teaching myself, like you can just like get right. So yeah.
2: Huh, they gave me an idea. I'm not going to say on this podcast. We'll talk Maybe later, man. We'll talk. This thing has got to end.
0: People are like, man, something. people turned out like, if anyone's listened this far at this point, they're just like, man, these fools. They just shut up and the podcast already.
2: Anyways, uh, <clears throat> great things to come. I'm going I'm to hit you back on this after my teacher training tonight. Should be done around probably 8 30. We're going to be on Zoom for like three hours. Another one of those things I'm like, do I want to be on? I just got off this call for two hours do I want to be on zoom for three hours with my group and then the second I sit there with them the collective of us is just mesmerizing and you can't get it anywhere else and every time I'm like this is why I do this it's so worth it and then what the healing that's coming from it for everyone and how that seed sprinkles out to everyone that we're in touch with in our lives individually I'm like yeah yeah but thinking on it, I'm like, I don't want to sit there for three hours. <laughs> it's just the mind, though. All the choice. I could just be like, No, I'm not going, but I choose to, you know? mm-hmm. And I never regret the choice. So,
0: got it. We can absolutely acknowledge and say, I don't, I don't feel like it, but I choose to. I don't feel like doing the dishes, but I choose to. I don't feel like having this ugly conversation with my partner, but I choose to because of the grander commitment that we have.
2: It's always worth it. It sucks. Like it only sucks in thought. It's always great, at least for me, even through those shitty conversations. Like I was enjoying it when I was having it with my partner. Cause I'm just like this as everything else will pass. Like she doesn't see it yet. right now where she's at in the feelings, but I'm like, It's going to pass. It always does. Like, that's just life. It never just stays right here. At least not my life. (laughs) For real. Like, shit, just, we got it out in the air, and it'll pass. Just like everything else. Yeah. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, this sucks. I hate hearing about this, but it's a part of it. I knew it would be. And, you know, now we're, like, much closer than ever. We've been doing the Wim Hof breathing. We do it together. So we do the meditation, and then we get in a cold shower together. And, like, literally since she's so cold, that. I just hold her, you know, like a, like a warm embrace in the midst of this freezing water. But like it physically brings us closer and on other levels, but spiritually, but just holding her. And I know she, she yearns for that. You know, she's, she's whole as a being, but she also knows her faults underlying with what most people have is probably like family issues, parental issues on either side or the other. You know what I'm saying? Like she's aware of that. And it's just like, man, I don't need it. But as my partner, like, you know, this thing would make me happy or Really, like, help with the process. Give that. And this is, it was one of those moments in there. Every night I get to hold her. I'm like, yes, I get to do this for 38 more days. It really makes her feel good. It makes me feel good that she's feeling good. Like, yeah. More people need to do this. Get in on this. How much people have been actually doing it? Because we're supposed to hold each other accountable. I'm like. I don't know.
0: I have to check, honestly. I don't know. Again, conversation for offline, but. I think there's gotcha. like people doing it. I know I'm doing it, so that's what matters.
2: Doing, oh it, doing it, doing it, doing it wild. All right. Yeah, we, we ended on a great one.
0: My <laughs> oh, dude I never love really you. ends,
2: just it, continues it's elsewhere. It's going to, as, soon as I hit
0: <laughs> stop, it's going to keep going. But if they're, if they're listening, they're like, all right, I'm, I'm clicking off now. A moon, I love fine. you so much, friend. I love you. Love you, love you too, brother. So Fellow king of mine. To all the kings. Queens, celestial beings, distractions, and everything else in between. Thank you so much for listening, for tuning in. If you've made it this far, you are a warrior and you're a champion. I appreciate you so, so, so much. And, uh, yeah, keep coming back home. And thank you for choosing to follow the wolf.
2: Peace. Love you, kings and queens.